faithwire.com. Is this the America you want? A grown man calling the cops on a toddler who wasn't wearing a mask on an airline flight. Well, might be the America you get. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. As always, don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're here every day. Uh, Monday through Friday. So we'd love to have you with us as we go through the news. And joining me today, because he has to be here, is Trey Goins Phillips <laughs> from Faithwire. I, I assume you want to be here too, Trey, but I mean, you have to be here, yeah. so you're going to be here. But uh, going through the news with me uh, from faithwire.com, Trey, what's going on today? You know, there I, I definitely want to be here because there's nothing that I would rather do on my Thursday afternoon yeah. than talk about a grown man getting so angry at a toddler that he has to call, call the um, authorities. Yeah, call the authorities. I mean, I do. What what better thing what to else do on you, a Thursday? I can't think of anything better. I, for one, nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. So, so, so what? What else do we have? What but, other peaches of a story do we have coming up? Yes, I was going to say, if if that's not enough for you, here are three <laughs> other things we'll talk about today. So um, Don Lemon over at CNN, he told his viewers to You lost me shaming. at Don Lemon. You lost me at Don Lemon. But keep going, keep going. I know. He said to, this, this, this is a quote, to start shaming the stupid people mm. who choose not to get vaccinated ah, against COVID. Gotcha. Uh, so there it is. Uh, <laughs> and then um, a young woman, this is a tragic, yes. tragic story, but it's it's just one that's literally has, has kind of taken the country by storm. It's all over the mm-hmm. news right now. But a young woman has gone missing after a cross-country road trip. She started with her boyfriend, uh, but now he's returned home without her, and he's not cooperating with police. So we'll have the details on uh, on that. And then we'll end with uh, New York governor is saying the new, well, not Andrew Cuomo, his lieutenant governor is now governor, uh, is saying that religious exemptions are not a legitimate reason to forego <laughs> vaccination. See, I mean, look at this. The, I mean, I, again, <laughs> I can't, after hearing those teases, what possible better thing could you be doing on a Thursday than diving in. But also in all seriousness, these are these stories all have relevance and they all have um yeah. importance with what's going on today and in our everyday walks of life. So we're gonna we are gonna dive in and we're gonna start uh with story number one and it's about this toddler on a video and you know my first thought here is the politicians have won apparently. You know, when you see a video of a toddler having an asthma attack on a on an airline flight and then the uh staff on the plane turn it around and call authorities it's insane so here's the three things you need to know starting with number one the details the mother of an asthmatic two-year-old has slammed the quote truly evil power tripping attendant who removed her family from an american airlines flight over mask compliance Uh, amanda pendarvis and her young son waylon were traveling from dallas to colorado uh, earlier this week when the flight attendant noticed the child was having trouble keeping his mask on. I mean, he's two. Um, and he, he, this is according to the mom, he got on the intercom to say to the entire plane, I'm sorry for the delay, but we're dealing with a non-compliant traveler. She oh, said she wasn't refusing the mask, nor did she even say she wouldn't try to keep the mask on her son. But they were escorted off the plane as I was holding my mask over his little face. I genuinely don't have words. So that's what happened. Number two, to add insult to injury, they didn't even get to their destination. They turned the 
plane around and the authorities were waiting for them when they got there. I mean, can you imagine being a police officer and you're like, wow, we are here to get this parent who can't keep a mask on their asthmatic kid. I mean, it's just unbelievable. She described it as the most humiliating, traumatizing experience because um, uh, of the flight attendant whose name was Carl, she said. And she said, why did they have authorities waiting for us? Why did they have to turn the plane around? Wait for it, because my two-year-old was not properly wearing a mask. Mind you, he's asthmatic. We had showed the flight attendant a negative COVID test that he had yesterday, told him he has asthma and he's never worn a mask before. He didn't care that this asthmatic child was literally hyperventilating. So so number three, why does it matter? I mean, Trey... I, this is what happens, I think, I've said this before, but this is what happens, I think, when you apply the greater good mentality. It's like how Jack Bauer mm. ended up doing so many horrible things on 24, like when he shot the his own fellow agent, because it was for the greater good, you know? Oh, the terrorists told us if we don't kill this agent, they're going to unleash a bomb and it's going to hurt more people. So we have to do it. And that's the mentality we've adopted now. It's like, oh, if you don't wear a mask, you're harming people, so you better do it. And we're just not using common sense. And so, I mean, so we're arresting moms with toddlers because people have been trained to think that somehow not wearing a mask, even if you just had a negative COVID test, is somehow harming the greater good. I mean, it's wicked evil. I think she's right calling this evil thinking. I I think she's spot on. And I wonder, too, when is it going to be that we'll have police officers? I mean, I understand that they're caught between a rock and a hard place, Mm -hmm. but... I just wonder when we're going to have some police officers or law just enforcement say no. people just say, get like, I've been assi- I've been dispatched to go uh, arrest or talk to or detain whatever this mom, because her toddler who has asthma was <laughs> not able to wear a mask. Like I, if I was a police officer, I would hope that I would be able to say, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just a ridiculous job that nobody should be doing. And I just, I agree with you. I agree with that mom. Like we're, we have dug ourselves in, quite a deep hole and yeah. i just uh, you know hopefully there are enough people who are are willing to like this mom share their story uh, because i i honestly think i mean maybe this is I, i've got rose colored glasses on <laughs> but i honestly think that the everyday people whether you're democratic you voted for biden you voted for trump i, I just feel like the the everyday person will look at that and and see see it for the craziness that it is at yeah. least i hope so yeah i hope so too because i mean we can't we're not going to survive long like this, to be honest with you. I mean, we're just not. It's yeah. uh, it's not healthy. It's not rational. It's not logical at all. So yeah, definitely, definitely, it is. It is none of those things. <laughs> so all right, uh, story number two. Uh, so CNN host Don Lemon uh, is urging Americans to quote start shaming people who, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, uh, may choose not to get vaccinated against COVID nineteen. Uh, I guess because he thinks that's the route to getting more people vaccinated yeah uh so here are three things you need to know we'll start number one with the details uh so lemon made the comment during a handoff segment with fellow cnn anchor chris cuomo uh here's a portion of what he said to cuomo last night i think we have to stop coddling people when it comes to this and the vaccine saying oh you can't shame them you can't call them stupid you can't call them silly yes they are the people who aided and abetted trump are stupid because they believed his big lie The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the Internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind because they are keeping the majority of Americans behind. 
You didn't feel that way about the polio vaccine. You don't feel that way about measles, mumps, rubella when it comes to your children. And all of a sudden, this vaccine is different. What's different about it? The only different thing about it is because of your politics today. The, the people talk about, well, I don't know what's in the shot, Chris. I don't know what's in that shot. I'll they tell can, you what's not in it. Hold on. A tracking me, device. Yeah, yeah let, me, let, me, let me finish this. You know, what's, you know what they, they get shots in nowadays? In their rear ends? They're getting shots to make it bigger. They're getting shots in their face. They don't know what's in Botox. They don't know what's in uh, this stuff. Nothing wrong with Botox. People tried don't it. know what they eat, Look, what they drink, what they Look, I tried it once. Smoke. My eyebrow went up. I don't have it now. As you can see, I got all these wrinkles. Everybody asks me when I'm going to get you can eat your Botox. But listen, nothing wrong with Botox. Clearly. But I'm saying, do people really know what's in stuff that they inject in their bodies all the time? And they're what like, they oh, eat, they what they what drink, they eat, what they drink. All the stop it. Stop it with the ignorance. And we have to stop saying, oh, well, you know, you have to listen to people. And uh, no, you don't. These people are being harmful to the greater good. You don't have to listen to a minority of people who are being harmful to the greater good and who are not acting on logic, reason and science. Oh, there's that greater good. Yeah, uh, there it is. Greater good line we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, so I do apologize for uh, exposing everyone to that yeah. nearly two minutes uh, of Don Lamont yeah. uh, rant, but I, I <laughs> thought it was worth, I thought it was, it was worth hearing. Uh, so he later said that, that the reason people are foregoing the vaccine is because they're selfish. And he also said that they're putting a strain on the system and said that if anyone chooses not to get vaccinated against COVID, they just shouldn't go to the hospital if they get sick and need help. Uh, so, Number two, Jimmy Kimmel made a similar comment. We talked about this before. Uh, during his late night monologue last week, he said that an unvaccinated person should be denied an ICU bed uh, for whatever reason, whether they go in for a heart attack or a stroke or if they're going in for COVID. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? Like the shame game and the mandates are not doing anything to help. I, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, assisting in getting more people vaccinated at all. If anything, it's just making people understandably so yeah. dig their heels in yeah. even more. Uh, and Dan, you know, as Christians, I really don't care if you're, if, if someone's really pro vaccine, if you are, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, as believers, we need to rise above this lowbrow dehumanizing game because it's just, it is so harmful to our witness as believers. And I just hope more Christians will say, you know, I'm pro-vaccine. I think you should get it. I, Dan Darling is one who's, who's been like this. You know, I think you should get it. I got it. Uh, but I understand if you don't get it and, and I still see you as my brother and sister. You know, I, you're, we need to stop otherizing people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's very, it's a bizarre look. And Lemon is following the exact pattern that was laid out from the top, President Biden. He said he's growing tired of them. People are not getting the vaccination. He's losing patience, so he's just got to mandate it all. It's a very yeah. bizarre tactic to take when, um, you know, he could easily just lean into, you know, the data, lean into the science, lean into the positive case. But instead, he's choosing to, just as Lemon is, to divide and to, yeah. and it sure seems like, and as we talked about, that also makes you more skeptical when you keep pushing this line that you're harming the greater good. Well, yeah. again, what message does that send? It sends the message that the vaccine doesn't work. So why wouldn't you just, if you really wanted to get people on the vaccine, taking it and having more people vaccinated, you would encourage them to do it and keep leaning on the stats. You wouldn't shame them. You wouldn't do that. But it, it's hard not to look at this 
line of rhetoric tray going on and think, and my political brain thinks this, that Biden's coming off his, his horrible PR disaster of Afghanistan. And so he's the bad guy in the media headlines during that two weeks. Biden bungling this. You know, that's that's what the headlines were, even from the left and the mainstream right. was this is a botched withdrawal, et cetera, et cetera. It was hard to deny. So from the political perspective, you need to get that off the front page. And so how do you do that? You come up with a new bad guy. And so who is the new bad guy? The new bad guy is the unvaccinated. So that's <laughs> yeah. how that is how I see this and how they're doing it, because it doesn't make logical sense that you would start shaming unvaccinated people. It doesn't the, the science doesn't follow it. And if you want people to get the vaccine, it doesn't follow. And so to yeah. me, it's purely political. And look, like I understand that this is anecdotal, um, but it seemed like in, in my sphere of, of friends and family, my community, more people were starting to get vaccinated and were yeah. kind of like, oh, I'll bite no, the bullet and I'll go and get yeah. it. Uh, but the these mandates and this kind of rhetoric, this renewed rhetoric from CNN has just stopped that in its tracks. <laughs> yeah. And all of the people who were ready to get vaccinated in my circle are now saying, well, I don't know about that anymore because... You know, they want to yeah. stick it to the man. It's kind yeah. of like like their their perspective. So, I mean, they. I just feel like the White House, the, the media, if their intention is is truly benevolent <laughs> to get more people vaccinated, they've just shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and I've I've heard the same sort of thing as well. So, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But it just seems like we're getting more yeah. divided than not. So. All right, let's head into story number three. And this one is really a tragic one. And as a as a girl dad myself, this one kind of hits, hits home. And a young woman is missing after her boyfriend showed up from a van road trip that they were on together in her van without her. Here's three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. Gabby uh, Petito, I don't, did, have you heard her name said, Trey, now that I realize that I've only read it. Um, yeah, it's Petito. Petito. Okay, Gabby Petito. She's a 22-year-old from New York who went missing officially on September 11th after her mother, not her boyfriend who was traveling with her, called it in. Her dad, Joe Petito, made an emotional plea at a press conference today and also earlier this week. He's been on a couple different shows. And the person that's the center of interest right now is the boyfriend slash fiance. I've seen him referred to as both, so not sure officially which one he is. Brian Laundry, and um, he's described by those that know him as quiet and really nice growing up. He's 32 now. Um, police in North, Northport, Florida, though, described him as a person of interest because they said he's not made himself available to be interviewed by investigators, nor has he provided details that could be helpful in their search. Mm-hmm. Um Petito's last believed to have been in Grand Teton, Wyoming, after visiting Utah. Uh, police said that the couple traveled in her white 2012 Ford Transit van, which Laundry drove back home without her on September 1, 10 days before Petito was reported missing. Uh, so Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, said that she last video chatted with her daughter around August 23rd. She'd received a final text from her daughter's phone on August 30th, but now is uncertain if it was actually her daughter or not. It could have been anybody sending it from her phone. Um, so, But her family issued a response on Tuesday saying, Brian is refusing to tell Gabby's family where he last saw her. 
Brian is also refusing to explain why he left Gabby all alone and drove her van to Florida. These are critical questions that require immediate answers. It is really remarkable. Uh, you know, Trey, I'm just inter- interceding here for a second. Yeah. But that makes... Usually you would come up... Somebody who's done something, they'd come up with at least a story. He's just doing right. nothing. He's just saying absolutely nothing. Like that... First of all, it's got guilt screen written all over it. Um, but it just makes no sense. Like you, you just lawyer up right when you get back without the fiancé slash girlfriend. Very bizarre. <clears throat> but observation number two here... Um, there was, to add a twist to it, a, a police call on August 12th in Utah while they were road tripping. Um, and they were apparently arguing, the couple, Gabby and Brian, and they got somebody called it in because they were, I guess, arguing pretty out in the open or around their van or something to that effect. And so there's body cam footage of them. Um, and you could see Gabby and she was emotional. She was crying um, and and just saying that they had been arguing and and. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting twist, especially because police are not ruling anything out, including a connection to a double homicide in Moab that happened in the campgrounds mm-hmm. there. There was apparently some sort of a lover's quarrel involving a woman who has since gone missing. What are the odds? Uh, Crystal Turner, who's 38, and Kylan Schulte, 24, they were last seen on August 13th at Woody's Tavern in Moab. They were found shot to death um, five days later. But deputies haven't identified a suspect in that. They're investigating all the leads. Um, and so the interesting thing there is Schultz worked at a nearby co-op grocery store called Moonflower. And that's where Gabby and Brian, the, the couple, got into an emotional argument. That's that's what led to that police call. So that's all kind of a, either just a happenstance or there they were right before they went missing. They were arguing. So, I mean, that's all very, very odd, uh, the timing of that. So observation number three here, Trey, why does it matter? I mean, obviously, I'm just praying for that this young woman is alive somehow and that she makes it home. I feel terribly for the families, particularly the dad. As I said, I'm a girl dad. I got a 16-year-old daughter. And and look, the one of the worst things that you always see it in shows, they they go to the family, right? If they need to get to somebody and they got to get them, get, somehow get them to do something, they go and, and, you know, take the family hostage. And I'm telling you, there's a reason why that is a, a tactic because... I mean, you threaten a, your daughter, any kids, but especially your daughter, your wife. I mean, it's just it, the thought makes me physically ill. You know, I, I can't even yeah. imagine how this father's holding it together, knowing that this guy probably did something to her or is at least hiding what happened. I mean, I'd be I would be infuriated. I'd be beside myself. So how this guy's out here holding himself up, honestly, is probably just the grace of God. So just yeah. be praying in this case for Whatever the best possible outcome could be, let's just pray for that because it's, I mean, it's just, the whole thing is just tragic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this, the the dad was on uh, Fox News this morning. He had an interview and he, I was just so impressed by how strong he's, Mm. he's been able to stay. And I mean, I know he's doing it for his family. He's doing it for Gabby, his daughter. And, uh, but the, the anchor at Fox asked him, you know, what do you think happened? And he said, that he just can't let his mind go there. He said, like, I just have to think that she is hurt or stranded somewhere or something. And, you know, she's alive and we just have to figure out how to get to her. Yeah. Uh, and she, the anchor asked him about, uh, about the boyfriend. And he said, I'm just, I mean, he practiced more restraint than I imagine I would be able to, uh, because he just said, you know, he, you could tell he was getting angry, but he said, I just can't go there. Like my focus has to be on my daughter. So, 
certainly be in prayer for the for the daughter and also mm. be in prayer that if this boyfriend knows something which I don't see how he couldn't know something. He has to know where the last spot is. He has to yeah. know that. He was traveling with her across country. It's not like she was had some house. I mean, he, he would know the last time he saw her. I don't know why right. he can't say that. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, be praying that the spirit convicts him, whatever, you know, I don't know yeah. how, how that can work, but I just pray that, that, that God would somehow intervene there and, uh, you know, get him to speak up and, and give, give them the information they need to figure out what happened and, and where Gabby is. Yeah. So she'll definitely be in, she and her family will be in our prayers. Uh, all right. Story number four. Uh, so New York governor, Kathy Hochul, uh, she said that this week she does not believe healthcare workers in the empire state should be permitted to forego vaccination uh, against COVID-19 through religious exemptions. So here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. So Hochul, a Democrat who took the place of disgraced former governor Andrew Cuomo, made the comments in response to a court decision temporarily upholding the rights of some in the medical community uh, who have refused the inoculation, citing their religious beliefs. So earlier this week, Judge David Hurd in Utica, he temporarily blocked the state from enforcing its vaccine mandate on 17 healthcare officials, doctors and nurses, uh, who argued in a lawsuit that the state edict violates their constitutional rights by disallowing uh, their faith-based exemptions. Herd's given New York State until September 22nd to respond to the lawsuit, according to a, a local newspaper, The Post Standard. Uh, so the governor, though, told reporters today that her administration intentionally excluded religious exemptions from its mandate requiring all healthcare workers receive their first shots by September 27th. Uh, she said, I'm not aware of a sanctioned religious exemption from, from any organized religion. Uh, in fact, they're, they are encouraging the opposite. Everybody from the Pope on down is encouraging people to get vaccinated. Uh, New York State attorneys will argue that case uh, in court a little bit later this month. Uh, so number two here, you know, United Airlines similarly said earlier this month that it will be placing employees who have received religious exemptions on indefinite unpaid leave, uh, which like we talked about before, I'm not sure. So it's not really religious, you know, it's not a religious exemption anymore. We're just, you can't work. Uh, so, but uh, during an interview with Faithwire, conservative author and podcaster Dave Rubin, he described Biden's vaccine mandate as a massive threat to religious liberty and called it an absolute assault on the Constitution. Uh, he told me, I think what, we're, what we've learned in the last two years is they're going to just keep taking until enough people say you cannot take anymore. Uh, and maybe it'll be, be the faith community, Rubin said, which is under assault uh, in a million different ways. Um, so number three here, why does it matter? Like all the messaging day after day seems to be more and more divisive and politically motivated, Dan. As Christians, I hope we'll do you know, our due diligence. We try to do this at Faithwire and at CBN uh, to cut through some of this vitriol and just get people the, the factual information so that they can make uh, wise decisions. Hmm. But these kind of uh, you know attacks on, on religious liberty, unless people stand up to it, I can't see it going away. Yeah. No. And like, you need people to like Ruben to stand up and, and the ones who are articulate, articulate and can explain, um, the, the rationales. And I mean, cause we know, and most of us know like, oh yeah, we're supposed to have religious freedom in our right tech, but you have the other side now yeah. coming up with language and kind of you know, slogans and things that they can latch onto. And then people don't, know what to say you know because they one side's like kind of working on all these narratives and this language that people can use and they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it 
yeah, and and then the other side doesn't. So I, I think you do need people who actually care about individual liberty and freedoms and religious liberty to make that case articulately and, and simply so that people who are going about their lives and don't have time to think about all this stuff can then, you know, point to that. I think we need yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. I could not agree more. I think we definitely need people. And he, look, Dave Rubin's not even a Christian, but no, he's willing no. to kind of stand up and defend uh, what he sees as an attack. Yeah. Uh, and so we need more people like him, like you said, Dan, who are, are front facing, but also have uh, the rhetorical skill uh, to do that. Um, and then on it. So this is a completely different topic, but I wanted to, to sneak in a, uh, sure. a teaser. Oh, let's, uh, so let's see. Uh, on Monday, we're going to have an interview with actor Chris Palaha. Yeah. Uh, he was in Wonder Woman 1984, and he's going to be in Jurassic World. It's coming out next year. Uh, we'll have him on here, and he's going to be on faithware.com uh, on Monday. He's a strong Christian guy. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, you know, we, he saw, he told me that he sees Hollywood, Dan, as his mission field. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so we'll have, yeah, more more comments from him uh, coming on the on the podcast Monday, and you can watch the full interview at faithwire.com beginning next week. All right, looking forward to that. And on that note, that's all the time we have for this episode today. As always, you can check us out on faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast iTunes or wherever else you love listening to podcasts should be in most places. So, all right, God bless. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you back here tomorrow. God bless.